Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. If you've ever wondered how we started our podcast and how we record our podcast, the answer is so, so simple. Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can make money from your podcast no matter if you have one listener or a thousand listeners. Downloads, everything. I mean, it's so simple. If you're creating something, get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. Well, of course, we found the favorite amongst the... Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Those quads wrestling podcast fans. And that is gogreenhemp.com. That's right. CBD hemp products. Tommy and I both use them daily to get through our days, get to sleep, get awake, you name it, whatever. We use it for everything. And at gogreenhemp.com, we have a special offer for you. We all know hemp can be quite expensive depending on where you go. But gogreenhemp.com is pretty affordable, especially when you slap on that coupon code at the end, HEELS AND QUADS, in all caps at checkout. That saves you 15% on your order. 15%. That's a lot off some good hemp. So check this out. They have balms, bath bombs, beauty products, edible gummies, gel capsules, tinctures, animal products, pre-filled cartridges, and even wax crumble. You gotta go to gogreenhemp.com and use that coupon code HEELS AND QUADS in all caps at checkout to save 15% on your order. You won't get a better deal on hemp. I can promise you that. That's gogreenhemp.com, coupon code HEELS AND QUADS in all caps at checkout. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the debut episode of Levi's Music Lounge. I am, of course, Levi. You can find me on Twitter at Levi D. Zindel. But most importantly, follow this show, which you will find me more often at on Twitter, at Music Lounge Levi. 
please make sure to follow the show if you're listening at Music Lounge Levi's so you can keep all the updates. I'm actually posting on there because I kind of have to. I know I'm not very active on the Heels and Quads page. Uh, thank, thankfully for Tommy, uh, he's he's very good at social media. So I'm getting there. I'm getting better. Uh, but yeah, follow Music Lounge Levi at Music Lounge Levi on Twitter, and you will keep up to date with all the stuff on the show. Uh, I've actually been kind of being in uh, uh, cryptic about doing this, uh, trying to. I guess I've just been kind of like, hey, I might record today or something. So, anyways, yeah, follow the show. So this is the debut episode. I just kind of wanted to give a rundown of what we're going to talk about on the show, what I'm going to talk about. Uh, There will be we sometimes. Uh, We will have guests depending on what we're talking about, uh, what we're reviewing maybe. So the gist of the show is obviously I'm a metalhead. So 95% of the show is going to be me talking about metal stuff, reviewing that or, you know, hard rock, rock. Stuff like that. Classic rock, you know, we'll do that sometimes. Um, But we're going to review stuff such as bands in general, albums, songs. Uh, I'd like to break down genres sometimes and kind of look at who started it, who made it big, you know, yada, yada, all that stuff. So, because I love talking about just genres in general and learning about stuff like that. so, I mean, yeah, it's just really unlimited what we can do on here. I have, actually, I can give a couple, give away a couple little, uh, what we're going to do in the future here is I have a couple episodes I want to do. One is, their earlier stuff was better? Question mark. So, we're going to talk about, like, people always saying, well, their earlier stuff was better. And we'll get into that in those episodes. Uh, and then, bands selling out, in quotation marks, selling out. And what that means to me, and what it means to everybody else, apparently. So, yeah, I got some plans. Those are just two future episodes I've kind of thought of, and uh, haven't exactly wrote out how I'm going to talk about it yet, but those are just two um, things to come. So, uh, I was kind of give a rundown of my beginnings on here. Obviously, I'm flying solo today, so I'm trying not to get <laughs> trying not to get winded. <laughs> um, so my beginnings with music, uh, I've always it's always been metal and rock for me, and the older I got, the heavier it got. So actually, when I was in the womb, I was at a No More Tears concert. So I think that had something to do with where I'm at today and why I like what I like. Uh, and you know, growing being real young, growing up like up to the age of five or six, I, rem- you know, I just hear what's on the radio and it was nineties stuff, which was awesome. So, you know, a lot of Alice in Chains, Nirvana, Stone Temple Pilots, Soundgarden, all that stuff I kind of grew up on, obviously Ozzy and Sabbath and whatnot. And then when I was about six, I believe I was six or seven when I got handed my first like CD. And I think it was intended, like the guy was handing it to my mom, like here, check this out. But I, I, I can't remember. I mean, it's been a long time, but I remember I got it and I was like, "Oh, I'm listening to this." And that and that CD was uh, Metallica's Black album. And man, I played that album so much. So not only is it uh, am I burnt out on it from the radio playing it 24/7, but like I heard it a lot when I was younger cuz I listened to it so much and I knew start to finish that album. I knew it start to finish everything about it. So, uh that was really the first album I owned. 
and that got me started in listening to music. And shortly after that, I remember going to my grandma and being like, Grandma, I, I, I really want some CDs. And, you know, grandparents are the best, especially grandmas. Uh, if you're like, hey, I want this, they're like, all right, I guess. You know, you got to sweep the floor or something, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> so we went to Walmart shortly after, I don't, not hours later or anything, but, uh, and got, I remember I got uh, Master of Puppets and Injustice for All. So those were like my second CDs I had. And also around this time, this is probably late 90s, like, or the year 2000, I'd say like 99, 2000, something like that. Also, new metal was huge. That's NU metal. I always have to say that and clarify, like, because that's what it is. Um, so, <laughs> new metal I was super into as well. I mean, Corn, Limp Biscuit, uh, Lincoln Park, kind of more on the rocky side of it. Uh, stuff like that, man. It was just huge around that time. So, that was definitely, like, I was listening to a lot of that. Like, Limp Biscuit was just my favorite thing, and Corn was awesome. My mom actually got super into Corn around that time, too, because I was listening to a lot, and that's, like, one of her favorite bands still to this day. She's a rocker slash metalhead, too, from way back. But I think she's burnt out on hearing the same classic rock for the last uh, 40 years or whatever. So, yeah, Limp Biscuit. I mean, I played those albums up, down, left, right, every which direction. Uh, Significant Other and uh, Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water were, like, my favorite things to listen to. And then, of course, Corn. I know I had... I had Life is Peachy, Follow the Leader. I never I never really had the first album, but I knew it. I knew it was on it. And so then we kind of start pushing into the 2000s, and I'm listening to all that kind of stuff. Um, Seether, uh, of course, all over the radio at that time was Alien Ant Farm's cover of uh, Smooth Criminal, uh, Drowning Pool, stuff like that. You know, just that kind of stuff, that 2000s rock was happening around that time. And, of course, I was involved in that. I was a little kid, so I wasn't exactly, like, I hadn't, I, I, I wasn't really, a, the taste hadn't been acquired for death metal yet. So, and that's later on down the road. Um, so, yeah, 2000s, you know, I'm listening to that, and that kind of rock disturbed and whatnot, and you know, all that kind of stuff that followed the nine, late 90s stuff I was talking about. And then I think around 2005 or so, I, I, it's got to be 05 or 04, I found Iron Maiden, and that was really like one of the biggest milestones in my in my life of music because that I found them and immediately was like, this is my favorite band. This is awesome. The artwork, the songs, the themes, everything about it. Eddie, it's the coolest thing. And especially to like a 10, 12-year-old kid, I was like, this is just the greatest thing there is. And so I got super into that. Me and my friend Zach would draw – uh, like albums and songs and just make up these bands and stuff and it was pretty fun man it was a good it was a good time and you know we're kids so also the best part about it was we weren't paying bills so we could just sit around and enjoy our summers and not work you know all that stuff was great uh so yeah iron maiden man i got huge into it and i'll, I'll do an episode separately on like my favorite maiden stuff and all that all that so um just stay tuned for that. But yeah. So moving forward, um, years go by and, and around after finding Iron Maiden, that's when I'm really starting to like, right after I found them, I'm looking, I'm listening to Megadeth and Slayer and Anthrax and like DRI. I remember listening to DRI specifically, the, the punk band, the thrashy punk band, 
Um, man, just a ton of stuff. I got super into music around that time. And I also got my first guitar around this time. It was a first act from Walmart and a little first act amp that I think I still have the amp. The guitar is long gone. I don't know where that went, but let me take a little puff ski off my vape. Since I'm already having a hard time uh, not getting winded while talking just the whole episode myself, I'll rip the vape. Why not? So, uh, yeah, I got my first guitar around 12, played the shit out of that. Of course, I learned Smoke on the Water and all that good stuff first and Enter Sandman. And, you know, when I was that age, I didn't really want to learn chords and scales and all that stuff. I just wanted to play what I wanted to play. So I did. And, you know, within the last five or seven years or whatever is when I really started learning the stuff I should have learned. Well, more longer than that. But, uh, so yeah, I had the first ad guitar, played the shit out of that thing, just learned a lot on it, but I didn't learn a lot about it. So 2008, 2009, stuff like that kind of rolled years, stuff like that. Those years roll around and I'm like a junior high kid at this point and Oh eight, I remember I was still kind of my metalhead self in 09. I transitioned a little bit. I I mean, not much, but I started kind of incorporating a little more like rap into my life. Like Lil Wayne, you know, Lollipop. That was the big thing back then. So that kind of stuff was going on because that was just, you know, the women liked that and I had to listen to that. And I mean, frankly, I did like it. It bumped. Sounded good, especially in cars. You're cruising around and it's thumping, you know, kind of like a very sick double bass but uh also around this time i'd say um 10th grade or so i started getting into metalcore i found i found that and i I had never really listened to it before i mean i had but i didn't really know that it was metalcore per se so like 10th grade rolls around i'm getting into like architects and kill switch uh norma jean being probably the biggest one i got into uh, Maylene and the Sons of Disaster. If you've never heard of them, check them out. Like a southern metal band, southern metal core-ish. So, uh, yeah, I started really getting on that and finding a lot of really cool stuff about metalcore and deathcore. And uh, also, while still listening to a healthy amount of, it was a healthy mixture of like rap and like really hard shit. So, um. I would say probably 11th grade, 12th grade, I kind of started not listening to metal as much. I still did, but then it really became like uh, the friends I was hanging with at the time, man, they just got me into, I really started enjoying country, especially like old school stuff and still listening to rap uh, here and there. And for a couple of years, I kind of stuck to that, but I still liked my I still liked my metal, man. Like Brant, for for instance, Brantley Gilbert was kind of getting big around that time, a country artist, and he had a few songs that were pretty that were they were pretty hard for country, and so of course those were the ones I liked. And then you know, learning about Hank Williams and Waylon Jennings and Johnny Cash and stuff like that, you know, just being around my my friends who are uh, a little more they're 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 good old boys. They're uh, backwoods boys, and they taught me a lot in life, too, actually. Um, So I would say, I guess 2013, I kind of started getting back to my metal self. It was just what I was feeling like doing. I wanted to get back into my metal stuff. 
and you know, still there's still rap albums on my computer still to this day. But my primary genre has always been metal. So 2013, 2014 rolls around, and me and my friend Zach are kind of back at it again, <laughs> digging through music. And um, I find Ministry, uh, an industrial metal band. And if you've never heard of Ministry, please go listen to them because they're awesome, and I, I got to see them live before they finish off one day. Um, but, man, they really they, – they weren't necessarily like the first band I got into when I got back into listening to all this stuff. But they were the one that it was like the second coming of Iron Maiden for me. So they really like catapulted me into that world of metal again. And I started finding all kinds of stuff I really liked. And uh, this is when I started getting into industrial metal and like pretty brutal death metal and black metal and all that good stuff. You know, I'd, I'd heard all that before, not industrial metal, but like death metal and black metal and all that. Um, but this is when I really started giving it a listen uh, different thrashy stuff, you know. When you're a kid, you know the mainstream stuff real well. Now you start, when you get older, you start finding, not that it's not mainstream, but it's less mainstream. You're not going to hear a Fear Factory song on the radio every day. You're not going to hear a Ministry song on the radio every day, or Napalm Death, or stuff like that. So I started listening to that, and that <clears throat> that became just awesome for me. And since then, I've been getting deeper and deeper into that kind of stuff. Um, and then around this time, I also got a guitar again because I don't, I think I still had my first act, but I, I didn't play it because it was just, it was done for. It was like in the closet somewhere and, you know, I'm like 21 or something. Uh, so I went to a pawn shop. I got a BC Rich, just a real cheap one, like a cheap Warlock looking model and played it a little bit. And then I, uh, I started learning, this is when I started learning chords and stuff that I should have learned a long time ago and scales and whatnot. Um, mostly chords. I would say scales have been more of a last couple of years type thing, but I got that guitar, played the shit out of it. And then I was like, you know what? I want a different guitar. So I took, went back to the same pawn shop because there's not many places in Mountain Home, Arkansas where you can get guitars. So I went back to the pawn shop and I got an ESP EC 10 model. And I was like, holy shit. I love this guitar base model ESP guitar, but I love the ESP guitars. They're sweet. I still have one today. It's actually ESP M10. I don't have the EC10 anymore. I have a ESP M10 with EMG 8181 humbuckers in it, and it sounds great. So, uh, yeah, got that guitar, <clears throat> started playing again, and just getting into really heavy shit, man, listening to some brutal stuff. And that's kind of where I'm at today. I'm still listening to that kind of stuff. Um as far as instruments go now, like I said, I have an ESP M10 with uh, EMG 8181 humbuckers. I have a Fender acoustic guitar, just kind of like a little $120, $150, like a cheap Fender acoustic because I, I needed it in acoustic. And actually recently this year for my birthday, I got a, a Schecter Demon 7. It still has the Schecter stock humbuckers in it. Uh, but I want to switch out to like EMG 80, 87X or 85X or something like that, seven-string pickups, uh, because EMGs just squeal, man. If if you're not playing Duncan or EMGs, you need to be because they just they scream if you don't already have like a pretty badass guitar like a Solar or a Chapman um, or Ernie Ball. So I also have an uh, electronic drum kit, a uh, Alesis, um Nitro kit. I got it for Christmas in 2017. Yeah, 
yeah, 2017. Christmas 2017, my wife got me that, so I've been playing the shit out of that. And I just, I, I'm constantly playing around on the computer recording stuff. Any of the music you hear on this is probably something I made because I enjoy that. I have to still create an intro for this at the time of recording this, but it will be ahead of, you will hear the intro before you hear this. But if you're listening to this right now, then you've already heard the intro. But just so you know, I didn't record the intro yet at the time of recording this. So is that confusing or what? Um, But yeah, so I use a Mac to record all my stuff. I have a Focusrite interface. I have some M-Audio studio speakers. I'm actually recording this on an AKG P220 microphone in Ableton Live Lite 10 because I don't have the pro version, but I I, I really enjoy Ableton. Um, I actually have Ableton, GarageBand, Pro Tools first, and Reaper. Because uh, Reaper is, if you're looking for a cheap DAW, I mean, the actual, like, you get, like, 60 days free trial, but the, the actual, like, license for it is, like, $60. Like, it's so cheap. And for, like, an actual uh, producer, I think it's 200 but even then, still super cheap. I eventually want to get Logic Pro X because it's, like, the, the grown-up version of GarageBand, and it's just, you know, it's better. Um, but I kind of wanted to do a little part of the show here where I talk about what I've been listening to, and that, that might not change crazily every week, but, um, you know, just try to give you an idea what, what's going through my, my headphones right now. So, uh, of course, recently the new Tool song, Fear Inoculum, came out, the, self, the self-titled, or the title track of Tool's new album, which has been 13 years since we've had one. And I'm definitely excited for it. I'm trying not to get extremely excited and like because you never know if you're gonna get let down. I don't think Tool's album's gonna suck, but I don't think I think it's gonna be a different it's gonna be a different tool than what we heard, you know, thirteen years ago and then and then five years before that or whatever. A little vape action. Um so yeah, I've been I've listened to that song a few times, but I'm really just waiting for the full album to come out so I can listen to it just in full and just sit down and listen to the hour and a half that it's going to be. Uh, I was also listening to Slipknot, We Are Not Your Kind, their new album. I think it's awesome. Um, I wanted, I was going to do a review of this in like the first episode or second, like a week or two ago, but I didn't. I thought it'd be kind of a weird first episode to like review Slipknot in the first episode. It'd be... Like, oh, this dude loves Slipknot, which I do. They're awesome, but um, they're not, like, one of my favorite bands of all time. But I do enjoy We Are Not Your Kind. I think it's a fantastic album. Uh, Unsainted, Birth of the Cruel, Nero Forte, Solway Firth. I, I knew when it first came out, Nero Forte was, like, I heard it, and I was like, oh, this has got to be a single. And, then, of course, now it is. Um, I just, I really enjoy the song Spiders on it. I mean, I've listened to it a few times when riding my bike. And it's quite enjoyable. Um, I've actually also been in a big like early metalcore kick lately. So I've been listening to bands like Poison the Well, Coalesce, Cave In, Converge. Um, just kind of that early era of that Dillinger. Uh, of course, Norma Jean. I went and seen Norma Jean a couple weeks ago uh, with Fit for a King, and that was a badass show. I actually sat up on the deck on the side of the building like an old man. I wasn't in the mosh pit or anything, but it's pretty wild down there. I was with my wife, so I would have stood down there, not necessarily moshed, but I would have been down there had I didn't have to 
have my wife with me. Nothing against her being with me, but um Chelsea Grin I recently got into. Um I I've been kind of on a like a brutal kick lately, like death metal and death core. I get in and out of this stuff, but like brutal death core and brutal death metal is just sick. So I love listening to it. I was actually listening to Chelsea Grin's album Ashes to Ashes, which I didn't know their most recent album is a different singer. But uh, Ashes to Ashes is sweet. I've listened to a few of their albums. Not not all of them. Uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Now, I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of this band. Like, with all their weird psychedelic stuff they put out, I think they're super talented. Uh, and some of, it's, some of it's pretty good. Uh, it's good musically. I don't want people to be like, no, King Gizzard's awesome. They are. They're very talented musicians. I'm just saying that it's not my favorite type of music to listen to 24-7. Uh, but they actually just released their thrashy album, uh, Infest the Rat's Nest. It's got nine tracks on it. They released Planet B and Self-Emulate and Organ Farmer as singles before the album came out. I actually have a coworker that's super into this. I told him we might review it one day or talk about King Gizzard. Um, it's a pretty enjoyable album. It's quick. It's not too much of them because I can definitely get burnt out on them quick. Uh, Kill Switch Engage's new album, Atonement. I've been really liking that. It's my wife's favorite band, and uh, they have some pretty sweet tracks on it. I think it's like a good. It's like uh, it's like classic like Jesse Kill Switch, but grown up, you know. And there's actually a track with Howard Howard Jones, the other the old singer, the in between singer. Um, called The Signal Fire. It's a pretty sweet track. It's cool to hear them do that together. Um, and currently, like, I'm looking at what's saved on my library on my phone. I use Apple Music. Uh, Goat Horrors, Vengeful Ascension, Deicide, Self-Titled, and Killer Be Killed's Self-Titled uh, only record of Supergroup. So this morning when I rode my bike, I was actually listening to Tool's Enema, Anima, whatever you call it, just to kind of, I'm kind of prepping for that new album, and yeah, that's about that's about what's going through my my phone right now. Um, Three Teeth is always kind of in the rotation. If you guys listen to, if you guys listen to the show a lot, Heels and Quads, you know I'm a big Three Teeth fan. I've seen them live recently. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what's in my my playlists right now. Uh, I'll probably listen to some brutal shit later, and. Uh, yeah, so this is the debut episode. I think I'm going to wrap it up here. Uh, next week, maybe I'll review an album or talk about or do one of those episodes I talked about. I'd like to get a good following before I do some really opinionated stuff because I want people to I want to hear feedback, whether they're like, yeah, I agree or I don't agree or you suck, you know, all that good stuff. So thank you for tuning into the debut episode. If you are new to this, I appreciate that a lot for checking this out and giving me a shot. If you don't like it, that's fine. Leave a review that says I suck or leave a review that says I'm awesome. And if you're a Heels and Quads fan, you're a wrestling fan, thank you for tuning in as well and changing it up a little bit. Listen to my music show. <clears throat> like I said, this will probably be a weekly show. And um, yeah, so you guys take it easy. I will talk to you next week in Levi's Music Lounge. Follow the show at Music Lounge Levi on Twitter. Please follow the show. Get you guys in tune with what I'm doing. Follow me at Levi Diesel. Don't really care about that. At Music Lounge Levi. Check me out on Twitter. There's not a lot of posts yet, but there will be as uh, as the show grows. So have a great day.
and I will talk to you next week with something or another. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.